0: And welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Coming to you live from the Ingle studio, the Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeart radio app. You can take us with you everywhere you go. Uh, you can also see us everywhere you go because phones get YouTube, right? Uh, I mean, unless uh, uh, unless you soil them, which that's a tease coming up later on in the program.
1: And that's our poll question of the day. If you drop your phone in the potty, I didn't specify where, do you retrieve it or do you replace it? I think the where matters in that question. I And see, I, I don't because for me, maybe it's because I worked for Verizon at one time. Uh, insurance is a beautiful thing. 50 bucks, new phone. New phone, who dis? Mm-hmm in the four o'clock hour i will tell you a story of someone that did not do that and probably greatly wishes that they
0: had uh yes we will have that in your weird news coming up in the four o'clock hour we'll have you just a bit outside in the three o'clock hour as always we got jeremy's picks of the night as well a bang up night for mr flostra last night in the nba playoffs
1: yeah can't do it any better just all the winners which means tonight i am probably going to be poopy because when i looked at the games it was real quick justin Barton's already asked he's curious to see if he and i line up pick wise tonight for your sake i really hope not because it took me about four minutes to go bing bang bing bang bing bang and that's not always a good sign No,
0: it's not. It could be a bloodbath tonight, but we hope that you will have all of the winners once again, as you did last night uh, in Jeremy's picks of the day, the green on green and the five on it coming up in each hour. We'll talk about some NBA playoffs as well and um, superlatives for the NFL draft. We've got all of the. Were you? You were a class clown in high school, weren't I you? I was. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I was too. I, I actually won several superlatives in high school, which shocked Wait, me. How, did, how does
0: that happen? I thought you. We well, have I to mean, choose
1: two. There are the banner ones, and then there are some subsidiary ones, and you have to pick. And whichever one you don't pick, they give to somebody else. Gotcha.
0: All right. Well, uh, we we were limited to one per person because that's. I mean, that's the fair way to do it in high school yeah that's and and that's why i think
1: fair is such a stupid word
0: i was uh, i was the class of 2000 uh class clown at Irwin high school jeremy you were what was that 2003
1: five 2005 i may look old but i'm just a youngster he is but now our draft prospects these and see for me this is like it's like graduation I, i've been doing all the homework and all of our uh, all of my wonderful draft prospect kids are about to graduate into real-life NFL players. So I have given out superlatives, most likely to succeed. There are a slew of them. Yes, there are. And most of them are nice.
0: We will do the offense first, then the defense coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. So stay tuned for that. And uh, big news for Charlotte Hornets fans. James Borrego has been fired as the head coach of the Hornets. And the general consensus that I'm seeing from Charlotte Hornets fans is, eh, okay
1: good uh the, the general consensus that's always good because you couldn't play defense to save your life Yep. so we'll talk about that and as well as
0: who could be the next head coach of the charlotte hornets that name you may not love as much so first let's get into the uh, offensive superlatives for this 2022 nfl draft as we are just uh six days away from d-day and we will be covering each and every pick of the 2022 nfl draft right here in the sportsocracy on youtube
1: have a holly jolly draft miss it's the best time of the year get
0: into the chat with us subscribe to the youtube channel and uh, of course that subscription gets you all of the notices when we have new content coming out uh let's go first off first superlative it's always the one that you open up the book and it's the first one there it's most likely to succeed
1: And for me, this wasn't even that hard. Offensively, most likely to succeed is Ike McQuanu because I don't see how he's not going to succeed. It doesn't matter what situation he goes into. No, and here's the thing. This is, you could almost dumb this down to safest because the one in the four o'clock hour on defense, not a guy that I love, but I don't see any way that you look at it five years from now and go, what, were we drunk when we did that? Right. Ike McQuanu, best case scenario, is going to be a franchise left tackle in this league. I have warmed to the thought that that's possible. Worst case scenario, he's a Quentin Nelson level guard. That's worst case scenario. And in this class where beauty is in the eye of the beholder, there's just no way to me that that's not most likely to succeed. I mean, you think about other offensive players. Drake London, yeah, he could be Mike Evans. He could also be Mike Williams, former Detroit Lion, who had a lot of the same metrics, a lot of the same dynamic. And then he got to the NFL, and he couldn't separate. And he also couldn't stop eating everything in sight. I, I think by the end of his career, he was my-sized. So Drake London
0: was in consideration for this?
1: No, that oh, was just okay. the highest rated. I mean, you're you're most likely to succeed. It's not going to be a guy that goes at 27. So th- this, was, this was really confined. Evan Neal, there's a chance. I mean, the thing about Evan Neal that's always scared me, he came into college at 386. So, I mean, what's going to happen when you get paid?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you have weight issues when you're broke, it, it tends that, that flares up more when you get paid handsomely. No, I'm not saying I think that happens. It's just there's more of a risk than that. Aquano, I have no body issues. My big fear is you might be too aggressive, which would force you to be a guard, and even then I think you'd be a 10-time Pro Bowler at guard.
0: All right, so most likely to succeed on the offensive side for the for the 2022 NFL Draft. Ike McQuano, the tackle slash guard, wherever you want to play him, uh, out of NC State. Most athletic offensive player in this draft. You have selected
1: Jelani Woods. Uh, and here's the thing. Next week, if you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, you're going to hear this three-letter acronym a lot, and you'll hear it a lot over the course of the draft. R-A-S. Relative Athletic Score. Jelani Woods was a 10 a perfect 10 wow there are only eight of those in this draft glad you cleaned that up yep sure did if you know that line you know the word i wanted to say but this here microphone doesn't allow me to do that
0: six foot seven he ran a four six one at the combine and oh by the way uh saw where at his pro day he had a 37
1: and a half inch vertical Mm -hmm. he's an athletic marvel the thing that would worry me is why did i never see that i mean he was a good tight end i had him as draftable I didn't have him where he's going to go. And then he comes – is that bad coaching? It it could be. Bronco Mendenhall was never – I mean, he hasn't put a ton of offensive players in the league, so you do have to take that into consideration. But it also scares me. To me, this is the Vernon Golston Award. If you had seen Vernon Golston in in person, I did, and I can vouch for this. He looked like Thor got a thunder. The problem is he looked like Tarzan, and he played like Jane. Mm Mm-hmm and there are a lot of guys that come into this league and they have that problem. I don't necessarily think it'll be a problem with Jelani Woods, but he's an athletic freak. Eight touchdowns is uh, his last year at uh, Virginia. And, and, then, and that sounds like a lot until you realize how pass-happy of an offense that was. Brennan mm-hmm. Armstrong was one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the country.
0: But did they use Jelani
1: Woods to spread the field? The role is something, and obviously we'll get into that more next week. the the role is something that gives you some hope and that's I could build two full teams of guys that I look at and just go, you know I, this could tie back to coaching. it could be a lot of things, but the raw is very important. I'm not I don't get as drunk on guys that are just hyper athletic. I also don't get completely off players because they ran a two tenths of a second slower 40. Kyle Hamilton has mm-hmm. has had this problem oh you can't play in the nfl well you're not smart and you're bad at this so you should stop saying that out loud all
0: right how about uh we we didn't have this one because of course the superlatives they're supposed to be fair and they're supposed to be friendly they're not supposed to hurt anybody's feelings I, I,
1: i came up with this game and i never agreed to that and wouldn't have because it's not true uh most likely to not
0: succeed so most like this, if your this high was, school, your high school version of this would be most likely to end up working uh, as a, a janitor, I don't know, by the river. living in a van down by the river. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Well, that and a nickel get you hot cup a jack squat. So the most likely not to succeed for the offensive players in the draft. This was way harder than most likely to succeed because there were a bunch of them, and most of them started with quarterback but I narrowed it to one and his name is Kenny Pickett oh little tiny hands Pickett. oh little Donald Trump tiny hands Kenny Pickett I do not very rarely in the course of time of me doing this have I ever looked at a player and gone I, I don't I don't see what you're seeing mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we're watching different tape I don't I, I don't know what's happening I do not get it with Kenny Pickett he's way older than most of the quarterbacks in this class. I had a fifth-round grade on him last year, I had a fourth-round grade on him coming into this year, and I have a late three, early four-round grade on him this year.
0: I think the most likely to not succeed would fit him, especially if he gets taken sixth overall
1: by the Carolina Panthers. I don't care where he goes. I don't care if he goes at six or 106. I don't care. There is no path to me that he becomes a high-level starter in this league. Mm -hmm. None. To me, he is Colt McCoy with a slightly better, slightly better arm. And that's exactly what he is. He's very jumpy in the pocket, which is always something I look at and go, oh, yeah, you're going to throw a lot more interceptions in the league than you did in college. I just don't get it. Every other quarterback, I, I can understand what it is you're seeing. Malik Willis, the physical tools are intoxicating. The fact he's never read a defense, well, I can teach him that. Desmond Ritter. The accuracy issues. Well, I'll bring in somebody like John Beck, work with him on the mechanics, and I can fix that. Matt Corral. He's athletic. I call Matt Corral the enough quarterback. He is all the things enough. Even Carson Strong. Carson Strong has a medical red flag that, I mean, probably half the teams in the league don't even have on the board because he's t- completely destroyed his knee twice. But I see enough in him to go, I could work on that. I don't get it with Kenny Pickett. If it's just he's smart, okay. Then wh- why are we not talking about EJ Perry this way? He graduated from an Ivy League school, and I'll be honest with you: athletically, he's ten times the player that Kenny Pickett is. I know you hate player comps, but I'm gonna give you a few comps. Hate them is the nice way of saying absolutely loathe and detest them. I'll give you yes.
0: a f- few comps here for
1: Kenny Pickett. Uh, one, the Sporting News says Derek Carr. Stop talking you should whoever wrote that you're on conversation probation you're not allowed to talk until next tuesday according to the nfl network andy dalton that one's that that one makes more
0: sense okay all right and according to uh ras your
1: favorite little tool lately well and you really have to be careful with that because all they're taking are physical measurements athletic skill this is nothing about play on the field this is just how are Mm -hmm. they built the RAS comp to him closest score
0: Geno Smith and I don't hate that one either I, I don't hate that one either the career trajectory there would fit in in to me he will to me be-
1: it would be best case scenario Andy Dalton worst yep. case scenario it's Geno yep uh, uh well no worst case scenario he's not in the league for four years worst case scenario he runs through his rookie deal four years from now and everybody in the league goes no we're good right now oh, we'll bring in to be a third quarterback I, I just don't get it all i right. don't see anything discernible that makes him a first-round pick
0: all right let's go big fish small pond this is uh the next superlative for the offense uh and nobody's gonna be shocked by this
1: because uh, he is a big fish he's a big elephant of a man yeah he
0: is a huge fish in a small pond trevor penning the offensive tackle out of uh, Northern Iowa.
1: And you have to be careful with these guys because there are times that they come in and the the skill's not refined. That's the reason that I look at Trevor Penning and say his his drop dead is to Baltimore. I think the highest he could go, and I'm just put a pin in it that I said this, is Carolina at six. I said that, then I got off of it, and now I'm back on it. Uh, I could see him going to Carolina at six. If Evan Neal and... I can go in front of them. I could see them taking him at six. Most
0: likely to go earlier than you think. And in I'm, the I'm NFL drunk round.
1: on this one. I wish there was a player prop on this because I would probably bet my ability to have fun for the rest of my life on it. It's James Cook, the running back out of Georgia. If a running back goes in the first round, it's James Cook. Now I don't think that happens. Uh, currently, you can go to BetUs.com, use promo code Sportocracy, and if it's half a running back, if anybody goes in the first round, you win. I would not take that. I think it's more likely he goes within the first 10 to 12 picks around two. And I get it. If you remember when we first started this, he was the guy. I was going, I don't understand how you're not seeing this. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many teams he's talked to through the process? There are 32 teams in the NFL. He's talked to 27 of them at some point. Yikes. And there are teams that are just in love with him. Buffalo Bills. Do not be shocked if Buffalo takes him at 25.
2: Hmm. Okay. eventually
1: i'm going to figure out that buffalo's at 25 and tennessee's at 26 because i've had those reversed in my head the entire process
0: so if there is one in the first round you think it'll be james cook
1: I, he's just the one that everybody seems to be really high on every other running back when you talk to people in the industry about them they have a yeah but james Conner doesn't all he, any yeah but i hear on him is but he was at georgia and then you start talking about it, zeus and if he had been somewhere else he would be the number one running back back this class And that seems to be a really prevailing thought, and it's what I've said from the jump. I love him. He was the better of the two. All right, uh, to
0: go most likely to go later than you think in the 2022 NFL draft, it is any other running back.
1: I struggled doing mock drafts to find a way to get a running back in the second round that was not named James Cook. Now, the, the mock that I'll be doing next week, it's the one I'm putting in the media contest. This is my final... What I actually think. This has nothing to do with what I believe, who I like, anything like that. This is what I actually think is going to happen. I do have Brees Hall in the second round. I have James Cook in the second round. And then Kenny Walker's in like the middle of the third. And I think I have 22 of them going on day three. But there are only three off the board at 106 when we roll into day three. All right, the superlative that
0: was when I, in my day in high school, it was usually uh, you know reserved for the person who dresses the weirdest or has the weirdest hair. It's the most unique in the twenty
1: twenty two NFL draft offensive players, Zach Tom, out of Wake Forest. Uh, the industry seems to be coming around on him. I like him better in zone, but I think he can do anything. He's also the first player I think I've ever graded that I think he could be every good, every bit as good at tackle as he is at center, and he's just hes just a grinder. I, and as you said, I hate comps, but he reminds me of Elton Jenkins from the, the, the Green Bay Packers of a team is going to take him, especially if they're not a zone concept. A team is going to take him and just go, you're going to start somewhere, and we'll figure it out in July. I think he's a back end of the second, beginning of the third guy, and and whatever team ends up with him should be incredibly excited.
0: All right, the player in the 2022 NFL draft that will make you look smart. On the offensive side, this is the last one of the offensive
1: superlatives, Danny Gray, the wide receiver out of SMU. And I'm going to admit my own shortcomings here. I got intoxicated by production at SMU, and I was more on his – receiving mate Reggie Robertson, and the more I have watched this, the more I think, you know what? Danny Gray's going to go higher than I thought. I could see it being in day two, and I could honestly see him being a poor man's diary kill in the NFL. He's got four three speed. He's really good with the ball in his hand. And this is basically greatest value player because I've projected him in the fifth round, and I could see him being a longtime starter in the league. Probably if, if I did a value board. His value is going to be drastically higher than where he's drafted, most likely. Even if he goes at the back end of the third, I still look at that and go, that's going to get an A-plus from me. And I don't give those out easily. Top of the 4 o'clock hour, we
0: will do the defensive superlatives for next week's NFL draft. We are the Sportsocracy, always coming to you live from the Ingles studio here on ESPN Asheville. Angle supermarkets, low prices, love the savings. Hornets fans, what did you think about today's big news? James Borrego out as head coach. We'll talk about it up next. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now.
3: the sportsocracy ice up son ice up
0: the charlotte hornets have let go of their head coach james borrego after years of steady improvement you can say that i mean at least in the win column starting off with 20 something wins and four years later 43 wins which As we said at the end of the run for the Charlotte Hornets after their second playoff blowout in a row after they got killed in the play-in game.
1: Well, I mean, you just can't be this bad defensively. No. And look, I understand the roster has some limitations, but you can't get just absolutely slaughtered in playing games like this. You've been here 4 years. Yeah, there's been improvement, but I would argue the improvements because the roster got so much better.
0: Oh yeah, because the offense got that much better. This past season the Charlotte Hornets allowed 114 points per game, which you would say, oh, well, I watch the NBA all the time, Tank and and teams score 114 routinely. I mean, yeah, you're you're kind of right, but I mean, on the average, that puts the Charlotte Hornets at I believe it was 27th in the league in points allowed per game, and there were there were several games throughout the season where they would get a big lead and then they would lose it, end up, you know, obviously dropping the game to their opponent. The defense was just never there. And you cannot be that bad routinely on defense if you want to take the next step I mean, if you want to go ahead and, you know, celebrate the James Borrego firing, you didn't like him as a head coach, fine, but you can't deny that he did do good things with this team. The team got better year after year while he was there, but now the Charlotte Hornets or at least the front office believes that we're at the point where it's time to take the next step and James Borrego, not the guy to, to, to take us there.
1: Well, I mean, you gave up most points in the East. There were only four teams in the NBA that gave up more points than you. It was Portland, the Lakers, the Kings, and the Rockets. All of those teams are dreadfully terrible. Mm-hmm. And I've already heard this name. I know it's gonna that it's going to come up. And I, all I can do is really, really beg, please don't hire Frank Vogel. Please, I, I'm begging you, don't hire Frank Vogel. That was my first initial reaction to this was, oh, well, that
0: means we're getting Frank Vogel. Just because that has been, you know, kind of the the routine of the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, obviously, opposite or or, or uh, except for the James Borrego hiring is to take the best recycled head coach available. And Frank Vogel, I would. It makes all the sense in the world not from a basketball standpoint but no, from looking you're be in at in the, the franchise exact same position. Right. But looking at the
1: franchise of, you know, oh, well, well, you know, this guy just got fired, we'll take him. There are two names that make all the sense in the world to me. Darvin Ham is one. Okay. Uh, he's deserved a job for 5 years. I I, I think I think I've been saying this for 5 years. And I feel the same way about Sam Cassell. The other one I'm going to say and it's who I ultimately think they're going to hire is Kenny Atkinson. Okay, he got. Let's say, be nice about this and say he got a raw deal with the Nets. I can't believe he hasn't gotten another job. He's really good with young players, and this roster is really young. Does if he, if I was making the hire, that's who I would hire. Does he have the
0: defensive mindset that this team needs to be able to
1: improve in that area? Well, I mean, sure, to bring in Tom Thibodeau, you're never going to be good. Mm-hmm. So, to me, you have to be wary of going. Oh, we just need a defensive presence, not necessarily because then you could be biting your nose to spite your face. You got to have somebody that can keep the offense churning along. I mean, they have the second best offense in the league, mm-hmm. so you need somebody that can do that and have the acumen to just improve players. And all three of the names I just said would do that. I wouldn't be upset about any of the three of them. Yeah, uh, name another name I have heard
0: connected to this because of his defensive mindset is Dave Yeager the former head coach of the memphis grizzlies he's an assistant with the philadelphia 76ers
1: now and it's yeah you know he, His he doesn't sell. never could score now you could also look at he didn't have a whole lot of talent mm-hmm. so that's i i do get that that's that one just doesn't move me and i like dave Yeager. it's just that's not what i would do there are two other names as well david fizzdale
0: who used to be the head coach of the New York Knicks and yeah, is now and an he assistant some, with the Lakers.
1: And and he got some terrible stink off on him off that Knicks job, which was in large part not his fault. Right. I wouldn't be mad at that. I I think you would have offensive uh, – again, you would have offensive problems. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mike Brown was also a <laughs> name that's
0: been mentioned. Coach, hey, he's got championship experience. Why would you not bring him
1: to Charlotte? I'm I'm going to pass on that. You're, you're going to pass yeah, on that's, that.
0: That's, that's, that's going to be a no from me, dog. Yeah uh i also heard some rumblings on uh on hornets twitter of, of people cl- seeming to clamor for mike d'antoni to be the head Stop coach it's like doing that it's, defense is the problem That's the, the problem. only
1: way you get worse defensively
0: exactly. than you were exactly uh nothing about his time with the houston rockets or uh Or with the Phoenix Suns tells you that uh, he's going to be able to help you on the defensive side of the ball. But James Borrego let go by the Charlotte Hornets after four years. Let's get just a bit outside. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy.
1: Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed.
0: In case you didn't know, coming up tomorrow is going to be, at least attendance-wise, The most, or or I guess the largest crowd for a heavyweight championship boxing match in this century, 94,000 fans are expected to be at Wembley stadium as Tyson Fury takes on Dillian white for the world heavyweight championship belt. And surprisingly to me, Tyson Fury says after this fight, he's going to walk away.
1: Why does that surprise you?
0: I I don't know. I just feel like I mean, I feel like he still he still should go after the 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 bout with Usyk, who's got to to unify all of the belts. I understand that he's already held all of the belts at one time in his career. So I don't know. I just always envisioned that that fight was going to happen after the Deontay Wilder fight, and then he was supposed to fight Anthony Joshua, but then Joshua lost to Usyk,
1: and now you were going to have that unification bout and it does nothing it does nothing it does nothing it, it, and it, you beat a guy that's got one high level win ever and that's even debatable
0: but does the world of boxing not need that
1: no it, because it does nothing i mean it's not going to sell okay it might sell in the building but it's not I, and i'll be honest with you that you left out a really tangible part of the ninety-four thousand in attendance here mm-hmm. it's the first time he's ever defended a title on his homeland true that's yeah. why that's selling there's so well. two British boxers fighting in Wembley Stadium. Obviously, it's going to draw a crowd. And to him, this is just the swan song. And, and there have been countless fighters over the years. It's not so much that you aged out of the sport. It's that you won out of the sport. Because there's nobody left that's going to be, oh, that's a great fight to go off on. Mm-hmm. And he's not, he knew that as soon as Anthony Joshua's head hit the mat. He knew this is what can I do to make a spectacle and walk off? And, and this, this has happened it. countless times in this sport. There's just nobody left because you go into a fight. I right, take the USIC fight, for example, mm-hmm. let's say he gets beat. If he gets beat, that's going to be the yeah, butt on his career for the rest of his life. True. You're not going to risk that.
3: You're mm-hmm. not going to risk that. You've all already
1: right. beaten Deontay Wilder. Uh, you've done basically everything that the heavyweight class will allow you to do now. And you just right off in the sunset tyson fury's dad says that he doesn't believe that tyson
0: is going to walk away he says he's a guy who could not live without boxing and
1: tyson says well daddy doesn't know daddy don't know i can't live without boxing actually i i did it for a little while i i heard that same narrative about lennox lewis Mm -hmm. when was the last time you saw him very true lennox lennox lewis literally lived the exact same life here as tyson fury the only problem is that he did get knocked out by Haseem Rahman, who then never – I don't think he ever won another fight. If mm-hmm. he did, it was against me, somebody that was mopping floors in the gym they were fighting in, and they went, hey, Rahman needs a win real bad. And that's just what you don't want to do, because that's – even now, when you look at the greatest heavyweights of all time, of which Lennox Lewis should be put in that, and he never is. He's always in that second tier because of that fight with Rachman where he didn't train hard enough. He came in, got caught. I want to say it was in, I think it was in South Africa. It was somewhere weird. Something like that. And he got knocked out, fought him again, absolutely demolished him. And nobody remembers that.
0: The fight will take place tomorrow. The main card starts at two o'clock in the afternoon because it is of course being held over in London. So, uh, main card starts at two o'clock. So the championship fight probably rolls around about five six o'clock something somewhere like
1: that probably four thirty five o'clock somewhere there.
0: yeah so tyson fury dillian white will it be the final fight of tyson fury's career or is this just another ploy
1: to try to sell pay-per-views no i think this i, I think he's being as honest with you as he can be because i can't find another fight for him that makes any tangible sense okay Speaking of something that doesn't make any sense, I will never understand why people buy memorabilia that they don't have vetted. I, if you watch us on YouTube, you'll look around the studio and see that there are a lot of things in the studio that are signed by athletes. Mm-hmm. There are endorsements and certification cards and things that go with that. If I, if they don't have that, I won't buy it. And here's why: three men are under arrest on with a 34-page indictment. Their names are Donald Hinkle. He's 61. Mark Hinkle, who is his brother. And Raymond Paparella. They're all 60-ish-year-old men. Two from Michigan, one from Florida. And what the indictment says is they have been sl- selling a slew of memorabilia. Ranging from Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Ty Cobb, Cy Young. Only one problem. They signed it. Nice and would you like to know how they know they signed it i would love because that. they bought all the equipment to do it they were buying like quills and ink from the 1920s to make this look authentic no. one of them is one of the greatest pathetic forgeries you'll ever see in your life it's not as bad as i have seen
0: was that, was, was this like uh, in the sandlot where they signed the baseball baby ruthie
1: well none of the names were <laughs> misspelled but short of that they don't look authentic right they estimate these guys defrauded people of over six hundred thousand dollars wow they are going to do all kinds of jail time mm-hmm. don't do crimes don't just okay don't don't do that and if you're i can't even say if you're gonna do it don't do it but don't be a dumb criminal. There's so many dumb criminal stories. Like, how did you not think somebody was going to figure that out? Right. There's one place in this world you can buy 1920s ink. They have four deliveries to your house. Why would you do that? Oh, because you're doing something illicit.
0: Coming up tonight in the NBA, we got three more playoff matchups. Jeremy's going to give you his picks of the night coming up in green on green after the next break.
1: After the fire
0: that was last night. He was perfect.
1: 3-0 and o in the green on green. 4-0. Oh, excuse Five me. 5-0 total. Excuse me. My Denver Nuggets. I live bet. The, I literally threw the whole game. I don't think I want to know how many different tickets I had on that game, mm-hmm. and I don't think I missed one of them. Oh, the Nuggets are leading. They won't be for long. Nikola Jokic went absolutely out of his mind. Still, be, still couldn't beat the Warriors. No, the, the Warriors look unbeatable at this point. That'll stop. When? Oh, I'm not going to say that. I mean, they could easily win a title. They're one of four teams I have said could win a title. Mm-hmm. There are also two teams that I look at and go, you're not going to want to play them. The Memphis Grizzlies. That team lines up against them so well. They will be So able to, well. They will be able to defend them well, at every stage. Well, here's one of the things nobody's talking about with Memphis. They've tapped out on Steven Adams. All right, so playing in a series with, uh, with Carl Anthony Towns, How many minutes did Steven Adams play last night? He's one of the best players on the team. Defensive stalwart. I'll go with seven. As many as I did. None? He never even took his warm-up off. Wow. And he's not hurt. He just sat there like, I can't defend him away from the basket, so we're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. They've had Jaron Jackson on him. He was abysmal for large portions of last night. That's a series. Nobody will talk about that series. That would be fun. Memphis and, and Golden State would be a tremendously fun series to watch. Well, I feel like we're going to see it in I, the
0: next round. That's the most likely scenario. You've got um, Phoenix. Phoenix and Milwaukee right now, to me, look like – I. how about this? I'm just unsure of where this is going. After the Chris Middleton injury and after the Devin Booker injury,
1: well, here's the question I, you have just to ask don't yourself: know. Is there a chance the Bulls beat the Bucks in a seven game series? I doubt it. The answer is no. The answer is no. Yes, DeMar DeRozan was special in Game Two. It's tied one one, mm-hmm. and I won't be shocked at all if Milwaukee loses tonight. First game without Chris Middleton, it, it just looks clunky. Then they steal Game Four. They don't lose another game in the series. The good that thing, wouldn't shock me in the least. Yeah, the good thing for the Suns and
0: for the Bucks is that they are deep. They're deep teams that, you know, they're they have been able to play this game of somebody's going to step up. You know, with the Suns, with uh, Mikael Bridges and and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, they still have the star power to be
1: able to. I mean, I believe they're going to be able to put away New Orleans regardless. Well, I mean, there's a big difference between these scenarios. the The Bulls are a talented team. They're just horribly inconsistent, and it has virtually nothing to do with who they're playing. Mm -hmm. Chicago can throw a dud any night. Why that is, I don't know. Because they have a slew of guys that like to get to the basket. Nikola Vucevic can have bad nights. DeMar DeRozan has had a couple bad nights in big games. Look, I think they can test Milwaukee. I won't be shocked if that that series goes seven games. I will be stunned if Chicago wins it. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, New Orleans, they can't play dead in a Western. I, I don't care if Chris Paul doesn't play. I don't care if Devin Booker doesn't play. I don't care if they pull James Jones out of the front office and let him put up some threes. They're going to beat New Orleans. Oh, yeah. And I think reasonably comfortably. New Orleans got their
0: one. New Orleans already won. They won the last game, and that was the one.
1: That and was the thing the one where I think win. people are really over-exaggerating this. All right, so you've got Booker and Middleton. They're both probably going to miss about two weeks. Do you know where that sets them for the sec- for for the second round? Coming back game 5? If like game 2. If they come back 2 weeks to the injury date. Yep. They'd be back for game 2. Okay. If these if these series or the the pairing series goes to 7. They'd be back for the second game of the series. I don't care. Mm-hmm. This is what I have all and now look, if you're one of these the playoffs should be this long. This is your greatest defense ever. Because if they were if they were shorter series, I would give Chicago a great chance to beat Milwaukee. Because all they'd have to do is win two of three. And secret time, I hate to give this out early, but I think they're going to win tonight. Phoenix, I still wouldn't have ha- have a fear, but you could have a champion that wasn't the best team based on injuries. Mm-hmm. This is your hiding behind it if you are the league. Oh, look, we had two star players get hurt, and if these if the playoffs were shorter, they wouldn't have been back in time. Now, I would argue that I could make the argument they got hurt because of how ridiculously long your playoffs and your season are. That doesn't help anything. We It seems like we have this happen every single year. Somebody gets hurt in the playoffs, and it becomes a huge story. Mm-hmm. Well, if your playoffs weren't so long, that probably wouldn't happen as often.
0: I don't think Miami and Atlanta, that's ever going to be close. That'll be four-game sweep. I think Brooklyn and Boston, I mean, I feel, I, I like I said yesterday, I feel series. like there's a chance that that could still be a good series. I don't. You don't think so? I don't. You, you don't have any have hope for KD to- being able to hit his shots when they get home.
1: I don't care. That's the part of this that nobody seems to want to listen to. I don't care if they score 130 points a night. The the fact Mike D'Antoni is on that staff is hilarious to me because this is the same problem Phoenix had. Mm -hmm. You can score as many points as you want to. I don't have a problem with your offense. You cannot play dead in a Western on defense. You have to blow teams out. And I've heard this narrative of, oh, look how close the first two games were. All right. The next person I hear say that, watch one of these games live. If they have less than a two-possession lead, you can message me on Twitter, at ESPN Draft Nerd, anything you want for charity, anything you want, inside of five minutes, and Boston's within two possessions. I'll take it any time. Okay. Barring Jason Tatum is – Injured Waxing or surfboards yeah. or decided he wants to take up a clogging career. As right. long as he's in a jersey and can still play – i'm fine i feel like
0: they they have the opportunity they have the star power that they they could nab a couple of games in this series and make it interesting down to the end philadelphia and toronto is over yeah. <laughs> that one's not even that, that one's not even close and i get that those have been close
1: games but not really well i mean Joel Embiid hit a buzzer beater to win the other night that's a close game the other two have been ev- eviscerations the final score was way closer than the actual game was. Right, uh,
0: and uh, Dallas and Utah—that's the that's one that the I. One. That's the one I keep looking at. Going, if there's a if there is a series that is going to go seven games, I feel like it could be that one, depending on what happens with Luca. I mean, without Luca, they Dallas has won two in a row mm-hmm. on with Jalen Brunson being the star. Something I did not think was ever going to happen. Well, he's
1: I mean, long I, been a player that, that NBA types would say, "Oh, you don't know who he is, but he's really good." Right. I mean, I, I love the kid. I,
0: I love the kid when he was in villain when he was at Villanova. But I didn't think when he went to the league that he would be a guy who could score forty something points.
1: At forty one last night.
0: Yeah, he had what thirty seven the di- the night before, and then or, or the game before, and then forty one last night. As now, now comes the question with Utah.
1: I can't. I can't is it wait time to, to hear- move on? Oh, absolutely. It's time to move on from Quinn Snyder. No, dude, Quinn Snyder to me is not the problem. The problem is that these pieces don't fit together. I said it when they made the Mike Conley deal. Of I don't really know how I feel about this mm-hmm. because there are going to be times that your offense is so clunky, and theirs is. Do you remember there was a reality show years ago that was painfully stupid, but they would take celebrities. It was like Celebrity Survivor, and they would drop celebrities on this island, and the name of it was I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Don't remember I that. I feel but like okay. Donovan Mitchell is living that right now. I don't know that I've ever seen a star player look less invested or careless. And I'm telling you right now, this offseason, there will be a change in Utah. I don't know exactly what it is, but I think it's him. Because I think he's going to say, get me out of here. I am done with this. Right. I do not know what – I have no insight on what has happened. But he looks completely disinterested at times. They there are ca- times I feel like if somebody handed him a b- bag of popcorn out of the front row, he would take it and sit down beside them.
0: Right. Uh, something has happened to that team defensively, and they just – Well, they that's can't, been going on all year. Right, but they can't guard on the perimeter, and they don't have an answer. And that's without Luka Doncic. Luka comes back in game four, as is expected now. He was a close call last night, and now they're saying it's pretty much for sure
1: that he'll be back in game four. And I level. I don't care if he comes back or not. I don't care if he plays or not. Worst case scenario, this is a three-game set, two of them in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I got first one to two wins, and I'm going to have Luka for game five. Yep. If I'm Dallas, there is no shot I play him in game four. Not in Utah, Not no, out. I'll take my chances. If Jalen Brunson can lead us to another win that makes it even easier, I'll I'll take my chances. I'm not risking until he is as close to 100% as he can be.
0: All right, I, I foresee a discussion about the NBA playoffs again coming up on Monday when the big storyline is going to be Ben Simmons because now they're that now they're making it clear Ben Simmons will make his debut with the Brooklyn Nets coming up on Monday night in game 4. Coming up next here on ESPN. Asheville, Jeremy's got his picks of the night in green on green. Again, was a perfect night last night. You might want to go along with tonight's picks. At Ingles, we know firsthand that building it. a dream isn't it. easy. That's it. why we help small businesses discover the right ingredients for success. We mentor them in development, design, and distribution, making sure their hard work makes it into our stores and our communities, delivering the best local products and hopefully, a few dreams along the way. Ingalls, your neighbor. For over 50 years.
3: Hey guys, I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I've created a traditional northern deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia served with provolone, white American, or cheese whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses available sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house made bagels with our custom cream cheeses. Or for something heartier, try a pork roll, egg, and cheese or house cured lox. Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. In the corner of Asheville, 1550 Hendersonville Road, open 8 to 3, Tuesday through Saturday.
1: Coffee's the closers, homie. Get on the
3: money. Then when you get the money, you get the power.
1: That watch costs more than your car. Then
3: when you get the power,
1: then you get the woman. Well, you know, last night. Now you kids are probably asking yourselves, hey, Matt, how can we get back on the right track? We got back on the right track. We're back to two games. Only two games away from back to 500 after the abysmal February I had. I got four picks for you tonight in the NBA. First, the Miami Heat are a one and a half point favorite tonight at the Atlanta Hawks. I do not understand what anybody has possibly seen in the first two games of this to make you think this is going to be close. I get that Atlanta is the home road splits with Atlanta are insane. It ain't changing that much. They have been absolutely annihilated by Miami. They can't do anything with the defensive intensity and just being as hurt as they are and ugly as the offense is. That line to me is insane. Give me the heat minus one and a half. Next, the Chicago Bulls are a two and a half point dog tonight at home against the Milwaukee Bucks. I said earlier, I could see this being the game that Milwaukee drops. I think they're going to win this game, this series in six games. With no Middleton tonight, this could be kind of clunky. I don't know who, exactly who's supposed to guard DeRozan. It could be Giannis, but then you come into Levine. And, and there's just, just a lot of moving pieces. I think they figure it out in this game, but give me the Bulls plus the two and a half. Finally, the Phoenix Suns are a one and a half point favorite at New Orleans. Over under is 216. These two things don't make sense to me together. If you think Phoenix is going to win and this game is going to be close, the over under is too low. They play faster without Devin Booker because you have to lean on Cameron Payne markedly more. This one's easy. Suns minus one and a half, over 216.
3: Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no
1: sympathy for you.
0: As always, take your wagers to BetUs.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY at BetUS.com. And get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in, up to $2,500. It was said in the chat here that apparently the Nets are a three-point favorite tomorrow against which is, the Celtics. Which is hilarious to me. So is, is that your extra pick of the weekend?
1: I would take Boston. I mean, look, I could see the Nets winning this game. The Nets are going to win a game in this series. Mm-hmm. I just think it's way more likely... They they still look listless. look they don't have a defensive solution that that's the problem they don't have a defensive solution and when ben simmons comes back now you have an offensive problem that we haven't talked about i don't see that as the positive that everybody else seems to this is a guy that hadn't put up a jumper in a year in a competitive environment and he wasn't a good shooter in the first place and this is a team that's predicated on being able to outscore you makes no sense The, the the net I have never had somebody with a sports book confirm this to me, but I swear to you, I think the odds makers and line setters, they manipulate fans. They absolutely because there's more fans of Durant and Kyrie Irving that think just because you have those two star players, they and they don't watch the games. So you manipulate them with the line. Oh, the Nets are the favorite. I'm gonna yeah. hemorrhage money into that. Mm-hmm. If you think they're going to win, they're going to cover that number easily because the only way they're winning is if they win by six or eight or something like that, where this is not late game. I have to get a stop. It's just not. If you have
0: struggled with a weight problem like I have for my entire life, then you need to go to myphdweightloss.com today myphdweightloss.com they have been helping me lose the pounds and lose them quickly in five months i'm down right around 60 pounds i haven't broken the 60 pound mark just yet but that day is quickly approaching because i'm all about just giving myself better nutrition and I get 80% of the uh, healthy nutrition that I need to have success on this program straight from the folks at
1: PhD Weight Loss. I'll admit my shortcomings. One of the reasons I got so heavy is because I'm incredibly lazy, so I would eat what was most convenient. Often that was fast food and processed foods and things like that. PhD took that away. They cured that problem. They also cured a long-term problem I've had with sleep. I'm sleeping better. I'm back to my high school weight. And it's all thanks to the program and the food of Ph.D. Weight Loss. Ph.D. Weight Loss gives you a support system
0: unlike any other, and uh, they will help you walk through any trials and tribulations that you may have with the program. It's hard to say no to the things that you have attached your life to for, for decades in some cases. And me, I'm down to a weight now that I don't think that I've been at since right before I hit puberty, which was a long, long time ago. If you need to turn things around, go to myphdweightloss.com. Coming up in the next hour, we got the defensive superlatives for the 2022 NFL draft. Uh, Also, we will talk about uh, targeting. Apparently, there's a targeting change coming in college football, which is I'm all here for it. We'll get into it up next after SportsCenter. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. And welcome back into the Sports Accuracy in the Ingalls Studio, always brought to you by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. It is a Friday afternoon, the last week
1: before the NFL draft, which means the last week before I go into full hibernation the two weeks afterwards.
0: <laughs> Jeremy has been prepping all of the uh, profiles for all of the draft picks. And some guys who are not even going to get drafted. Uh, going through 500 prospects, and there are only 263 picks. Oh, in the priority draft. undrafted do do free that?
1: agents. Uh, yeah. Like, I got like, I basically told HWA, we got 10 more days, and then I am going to, like a bear, hibernate for about 10 days. Uh, We've been doing. Uh, we did
0: superlatives in the first hour of the program for the offensive side of the ball in this draft. Now it's time for the superlatives on the defensive side. Lots of questions about the the guys at the top of this draft: Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, Derek Stingley falling. How far will he fall? Kyle Hamilton, who Jeremy has as the number one player on his big board, but not going to be not probably not going
1: to get picked in the top 10 of this NFL draft that's been a long rumor and I'm starting to think that it's well and I mean I've been on that I've had him to Washington for several weeks now and I think that's where he's going to end up it's this is what we do a guy gives you a reason to start second guessing the tape and this is where you end up Mm -hmm. and somebody is going to wind up with a great value in Kyle Hamilton I'm just, I'm so ready for draft night. Uh, th- this is the year that I have gotten through the process. Like, uh, a, I have been asked the same question about 906,000 times. B I am so tired of these ridiculous takes from people that I can 100% unequivocally tell you have never watched a second of tape in their lives. They ran a four seven. I don't care for the 807th time. I don't care.
0: So, what are the narratives in the NFL draft that uh, you know that are that are way too overblown? It's always it's always the, the 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 measurables. It's always the you know the the pro day stats or the combine stats or all of that. We'll have all of your coverage right here in the Sportsocracy of the NFL draft. All two hundred and sixty three picks will be covered live by us on the YouTube channel. If you are not in with the YouTube channel yet shame on you, you should be, go to thesportsocracy.com. click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. So the uh, first of the superlatives, of course, most likely to succeed. The most likely to succeed defensive player is who, Jeremy? It's Aiden
1: Hutchinson. A- and look, this is a this is basically a least likely to bust. Aiden Hutchinson, to me, projects in the NFL as Trey Hendrickson. That, that's just what I see. I don't see... A a Von Miller or a Khalil Mack or a Joey Bosa Bosa or any of that. I see a guy that's going to be a very good situational pass rusher. He's going to have good, and I shouldn't even say situational. He's a three down guy. You just go back to the Georgia tape and go, okay, you're going, I think he's going to go two to the Detroit Lions, and you're going to go there based on this not being a great draft class, you being very safe. And I really like the kid. I just don't see – I mean, you look at the pass rushers that have gone in the top five over the last 10 years. He will be the worst of them, prospect-wise. I, but I think he's very safe. I just don't see a lot of chance that he busts out and, and he turns into Alden Smith or, or somebody like that that just can't stay on the field or all field issues. There's none of that with him. And you look at the other pass rushers, Kayvon Thibodeau, there's risks. Personality is, is a problem with him. Motor's a problem with him. And that factors into this as well, uh, of you are invariably going to be judged against the other players at your position that you're drafted ahead of. I don't see any way that he's going to be drastically worse than any of them. Now if somebody could be better. I think Jermaine Johnson in the right fit could be the best pass rusher in this class. But I don't think you're going to look back on it and go, man, what was Detroit thinking? Or Jacksonville or whoever takes him. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be a good starter in this league for a long time, and he's very safe. Aiden Hutchinson has
0: all of the the things that you should like, or I guess that fans like, about a guy coming into the NFL. He's got the, the, the production from college, 14 sacks this past year, and then all of the measurables are all up there with some of the greats that
1: have been drafted over the last few years. If he he were to bust out, I think it would be projection based on where he goes. He never lives up to that draft status. But I still think on the field, he will be productive enough of a player that he is the most likely to succeed. All right, let's go with the opposite of that. The
0: most likely to not succeed. We didn't hand this one out in high school because it's not – I mean, it's not fair. We don't want to hurt people's feelings. You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So – but that's not what we do here because we don't care about fair. uh, Here in the sportsocracy, most likely to not succeed on the defensive side of the ball, it's Trayvon Walker.
1: I never thought we were going to get here. Look, one of the things that to me is – has the greatest variance – is college production a lot of people get locked into? Oh, look how productive he was in college. Okay, what was he playing against? Okay, what was who was playing around him? What were the no situational awareness comes up with Trayvon Walker? You were playing on a glorified all star team. Mm-hmm. There are seven defensive players from this team that are going to go in the first two rounds of this draft. That is ridiculous amounts of talent. You were never the best player on the field, and I feel like the height, weight, speed of him is intoxicating and and how much you can move him around and how many things he can do. That's getting just drastically overblown. Now I can give you a, a little insight to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've I've said this quite often being as big a Florida state fan as I am, I am connected to some gator people. And uh, you know, I sometimes have to read their text messages out loud to understand what they're saying to me, but (laughs) I was basically told that Jacksonville, if there was no outside noise, they would no doubt take Trayvon Walker. They think he's better than Aiden Hutchison. Mm -hmm. The fear and the reason that the Aiden Hutchison, Trayvon Walker decision has not been made yet, they are afraid they will get absolutely crucified for doing it, and I agree with them, and they should. If this was up to Balky in a vacuum, it'd be Trayvon Walker. They may backpedal and take Aiden Hutchison, Mm -hmm. but Trayvon Walker scares me to death. He scares me to death. I don't know that he's ever going to have a position. I don't know that he's ever going to be high-level productive. I'm not saying he's not going to be a good player. I just think you, he's one of those that I could look at. Okay, let's say he goes one. I could see a path where Aiden Hutchinson's better than him, Kayvon Thibodeau's better than him, Jermaine Johnson, and then you get down later with Carl Loftus, who slid the entire process, a coming off an injury, and that's where you look at it and go, what were you thinking? Right. And that's kind of where I fall in with. Are him. you going to get swayed by the athleticism of this? You know,
0: I, I mean, he is a freak. He is an athletic freak. There's no, there's no way around it. Uh, in fact, you you made a big deal in the first hour with Jelani Woods, the most athletic on the offensive side. His RAS score was ten. Trayvon Walker's was nine point nine. The only he's,
1: he's an athletic freak, and the
0: only guy in that ballpark is Miles Garrett. So that's who he's going to be
1: attached to. And, and that's a problem because there's no who he is. And, and I'll be honest with you, everything you need to know about how dysfunctional Jacksonville is, you can answer by what I just said. They're so worried about the fan reaction to this that they're not honoring their board. Trayvon Walker's the number one player on their board. Mm-hmm. I know that unequivocally. Now, do they take him at one? We'll find out six days from now. But he scares me to death. Death. All right, most athletic for
0: the defensive side. It was Jelani Woods. Real easy. It was Jelani Woods, the tight end out of Virginia, on the offense. For the defense, the guy that Jeremy really loves, out of
1: Montana State, linebacker Troy Anderson. Another perfect ten RAS score. He was a quarterback at Montana State. He was a running back there. Played all over the formation, or played all over the field on both sides. Literally so raw as a linebacker that he doesn't even know what he doesn't know. And, you know, one, we talk about this a lot with, like, Georgia. Montana State, little itty-bitty, titty-tiny Montana State, has two draftable defensive players. So they were better than a lot of what they played, which that does give me a little pause for concern. I've, I've really liked Troy Anderson with the Cincinnati Bengals. I like him with the New York Jets. Basically, anywhere that he can play 4-3 linebacker. I do not want him learning a new position, trying to play inside. I mean, he ran a 4-4-4-40, which is just insane at 6-3 and some change. He's an athletic freak of nature, and he's going to go higher than most people think. I don't see how he lasts past 45, and I really like the projection for him in the NFL. He is one that could be screwed up, though. The wrong team takes him, puts him in the wrong scenario, the, the and you know I hate comps, but the comp to me with him is Anthony Barr. He can do practically anything. I'm going to like his ability to produce early if you put him in the right scenario
0: mm-hmm. all right uh let's see about big fish in a small pond who's the big fish from a small pond in the uh 2022 NFL draft on the defensive side Trevor Penning was the one on the offense and from UTSA the fighting Roadrunners, Tariq
1: Woolen, cornerback. I absolutely love this kid. He's 6'4", like legitimate 6'4", going to be a good press cover corner in the league. You're just going to have to kind of know that it's going to take some time. He played wide receiver at one time, and it shows. He's got very good hands, very good ball hockey uh, corner. The thing that scares me about him is if you think he's going to come in immediately and be your one, you are going to be grossly mistaken. Unless you play one of these systems like San Francisco or the Jets, Miami, where, yeah, I can drop him and I can use his ball skills reactionary. But even then I look at it and go, well, then that takes away what he does so well, which is get up into the body, be physical. He is an absolute unicorn in terms of draft prospects. I've been doing this for a long time. I've never seen a player like this. Mm -hmm. The bust rate is probably higher than you want it to be because he may never develop, and he may have just been preying on small school receivers uh, and guys that he's physically better than, which you won't be able to do in the NFL. But I think his – I'll say the same thing about him. I said about Ike McQuano. Worst case scenario, you convert him to, to free safety, and he becomes one of the 15 best free safeties in the league. The ball skills are incredible with this kid. And he's like Troy Anderson. He's so raw that he doesn't even know what he doesn't know.
0: The most likely to go earlier
1: than you think they will. Logan Hall, edge rusher out of Houston. I'm almost convinced he goes in the first round. Really? And I think it's to your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. We we did this last year with Peyton Turner, and he was the one that came out of nowhere and wound up going to the first round of the Saints. Mm-hmm. Logan Hall is a better player. I don't really think it's all that close. Now, they play two completely different positions. Logan Hall is being evaluated by some teams as a dedicated, edge-rushing pass rusher, and that's not what I think he is. To me, he's a 3-4 defensive end, or he's a pass-rushing specialist defensive tackle that can hold up against the run. I like him better than the 3-4. Tampa has been hot on him. That tail, and the, it makes two things make sense. When I start hearing two things at the same time, that when you put them together make all the sense in the world cuz Tampa Bay was hot on Zion Johnson forever. Mm-hmm. That has died. Cuz he's not going to be there. Right. He's going to go higher than that. Right. And now the Logan Hall thing is cranked up and I really like this player. Very raw and played out of position a lot at Houston. So he could be the re- he could he would be the replacement
0: to and Sue on that defensive front for yes. Tampa if they were the ones to take
1: him. And then you're looking at you have a lot of pieces. So you've got uh, Shaq Barrett, obviously, on the outside. Tryon Choyanka that you took last year that can play inside-outside. Logan Hall that can move around the formation is just hyper-athletic. You're going to be able to get after quarterbacks. And having Vita Vea in the middle of your defense allows you to do those things. I can't tell you he's going to be a great run defender. I don't want to say ever. I don't know that it's ever going to be a plus. He can be a net neutral and a real pass-rushing force. But he's going to go higher than you think. I've seen him in the third round of people's mocks that have come out in the last seven days. And tell me that you haven't talked to anyone without telling me you haven't talked to anyone. Because I don't think I've spoken to an insider that hasn't mentioned his name in... It's probably been two solid weeks. All right, who's going to go later than you think? This, <laughs> I am going to laugh about this one aggressively when it happens because I've been called an idiot over this probably a hundred times. It's Devontae Wyatt. There is this myth that the tape on him says he's a no-doubt top 20 pick. No, he is not. Now you've got character red flags that are terrifying teams, which is going to push him down. I'll be honest with you. I had him at 37 on my big board anyway. That's with nothing to do about character just on the field. Mm -hmm. I always thought he was a bit of a product of Jordan Davis. I always thought he was a bit of a product of what was around him. And if you put him in the middle of – I've had him go in the beginning of the second round. He's snuck in the, bo- the back half of the, the first a couple times. But what always scared me was you put him on a bad team and ask him to be the anchor of the interior, and that scares me to death. Now, if he ends up falling even further than I think he will and he winds up at the middle to back half of the second round and now you're on a much more talented team – then he could have a, a very good NFL career. But he's not going in the top 20, as some people seem to think he is.
0: All right, who is the 2022 NFL draft equivalent of uh, the kid in high school that had, you know, maybe a, 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 an interesting style to their clothes or the pink hair? So he's,
1: he's the Robert Pattinson's Batman of the pretty NFL much, draft class.
0: Pretty much the most unique prospect on the defensive
1: side of the ball. It's Channing, Channing Tyndall. Uh, he's a hundred percent a football player Mm -hmm. he doesn't play any position though he's fast enough to play safety he would obviously be a very big safety I don't know that he's ever going to be just uh there's a comp to me with Channing Tindall that makes all the sense in the world and I haven't seen anybody but me make it okay it's Isaiah Simmons he can do literally everything the problem is he doesn't do it on a regular basis. Snap count at Georgia was problematic. He had N'Kobe Dean right beside him, which that covers a ton of ills with linebackers when you have a guy that's just always in the right position. The high-level tape on him is insane. He's every bit as athletic as Troy Anderson, and he's taller. Mm-hmm. He could rush off the edge. He could play in coverage. He could do all of the things. There are teams – that the, the the range on Channing Tindall is the, the most vast – Discrepancy in where he lines up in the NFL that I have ever seen. There are teams that think he's a three four outside linebacker, there are teams that think he is a safety. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've ever seen that. Isaiah Simmons is the closest I've ever come to that. And it's just okay, whatever it is you want him to do, you bring him in and he does nothing else. You are going to learn, you are going to take all of your athletic traits and master this. Lastly, the defensive
0: player who would l- make you look smart if you were the team that drafted him.
1: Uh, go ahead. He's He's been cow tipping before. Oh, yeah. Uh, some folk will never lose a toe, but then again, some folk will like John Ridgeway, the defensive tackle out of Arkansas. Yeah. This kid is just country strong. And now, I mean, I had somebody tell me earlier this week he might not get drafted. Do what? Which is insane to me. I do think he's going to go on day three. He got hurt at the Senior Bowl. and just He hasn't done any, anything through the process that's jumped out. See, to me, the tape jumps out. He held up at Arkansas in the SEC where he didn't have all the pieces around him. That's the, hey, look at this to me. I didn't need him to come to the Combine or the Senior Bowl or any of these things and jump off the page. I've already seen it. And now he's living the, the – I like to call this the TikTokification of the world. The worst thing you can be is not talked about. If you are not talked about, you're irrelevant. And that's the problem with him. He hasn't done anything in the process that made you talk about him. And so now he just keeps going down because people keep overlapping him. What they're not figuring out is if you watch the tape end to end and take out the measurables, take out the combine, take out the pro day, he's better than a drastic number of players that are going to go ahead of him he's one of the guys that I look at and go, I'm going to say his name on Saturday of the draft with our YouTube live stream. I'll bet over under 17 and a half times and I would take the over. Your 2022 NFL draft defensive superlatives
0: here from the Sportsocracy on ESPN. Asheville, always coming to you live from the Engel studio. We've got a guy who has not played in the NFL in a while trying to make a comeback. No, no, it's not. Colin Kaepernick, although those those stories just never go away. It's a different dude who got in a little bit of trouble last time he was in the league. We'll uh, talk about it up next right here on ESPN Asheville. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com.
2: So the Ingalls two-day
0: sale is this Friday and Saturday. Huge savings throughout the store. And when all the products on the shelves heard we were having auditions to be in the sale, everybody wanted in. Come see for yourself the Ingalls two-day sale this Friday and Saturday. (laughs) welcome back into the sportsocracy here in the ingles studio on espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400 no it's not colin kaepernick no it's it's not josh gordon either uh yeah there have been reports about terrell owens trying to make a comeback with the tampa bay buccaneers but that's not gonna happen either it was earl thomas one of the One of the best safeties in the league just a few years back. He's been out of the league for two years, and the last time we saw him on the field was actually a practice with the Baltimore Ravens when he punched Chuck Clark after Chuck Clark got mad because he blew an assignment. And the question is, at 33 years old, do you think Earl Thomas still has enough to make an impact?
1: I don't see any way he doesn't end up with the Dallas Cowboys. That's what I'm None. He Look, the, the fit with Baltimore was not great, but there were still good moments. I, I just look at this and go, you wouldn't have said this out loud if there wasn't at least a feeler. And about an eighth of the NFL at this point is coordinated by teams that either have a coordinator that you played under or was on a staff that, that you were affiliated with. I don't see how somebody doesn't give him a shot. The the the. Let's say he's 75% of what he was. Mm-hmm. He'd still be a top 12 safety in the league. He's going to come cheap. right? You've been out of the league for two years. So you're going to take a one-year prove-it deal, probably neighborhood of $3, 4000000 million, probably half of that in incentives. And I understand Dallas re-signed hooker and all of that's all hunky-dunky. I, I get that. I don't care. I do not care that he has always wanted to be a cowboy. He's from Texas, and you got Dan Quinn there. It it makes too
0: much sense. Yep, for him to wind up with the Dallas Cowboys. I was as you were talking there. I was thinking, well, there is a team that lost a safety in free agency, and they just cleared nine million dollars in cap space that could afford him. They're, I wouldn't hate it. So my Bucks, they could be the they could be the one yet again restructuring tom brady's contract who it doesn't affect anything about him becoming a free agent next year he could still leave go play wherever
1: he wants to next year but they do have a little bit extra money it did also increase the dead cap hit that you're going to take when he leaves next year true which just reaffirms that oh buddy you better win a super bowl this year well there are some dark times coming we all know that that's, that's what this is all about. This is uh, a- in our YouTube comments, Rob Johnson asked about another safety, Landon Collins. Mm-hmm. I would say he will sign very quickly after the draft. There have been teams interested in him. money just hasn't been right. Somebody that miss because safety is – it's not a bad position in this class, but it's a – you wind up with somebody like Percy Butler, who I would be nice to have another safety with him that can – compliment him that's when i would say landon collins gets signed let's get weird on the weird scale there's vegas there's florida
0: and there's Asheville. let's get weird Asheville. All right. First up, before Jeremy hits us with the story that he's been waiting to tell all oh, day so long, good.
1: it's so good and it's so weird, and I love it.
0: I've got an update for you on a weird story that I told you several weeks back. Uh, the name Trevor Jacob. That ring a bell? Um, he was a Olympian snowboarder for the U.S. back in 2014, but uh, he got into a little bit of a a little bit of trouble because. Back in November, he was flying his single-engine plane in California and then uh, apparently just shut the engine off, jumped out of it, and as he's parachuting to the ground, filmed his plane crashing into the mountainside. And now the FAA has decided, yes, he did it just for clicks, and that shows, of course, that he is irresponsible and no longer deserves to have A pilot's license. So they have stripped him of his pilot's license. He will no longer be able to fly legally. And I'm pretty sure if they could charge him with something else, they will. Um, Nothing criminal at this point because Imitating it was his own db
1: cooper right is that is that crimes
0: i mean it was his own property was, the plane didn't land on a house or anything so i don't think they could get him for damaging somebody else's property um but yeah uh, the the video entitled i crashed my plane got millions of views on youtube and the faa is sanctioning um the 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 youtuber here now There's another plane story. So I told the Mike Tyson story yesterday, which was weird enough, but liquor giant Bacardi is going after American airlines because apparently they haven't paid for more than 400 cases of cognac that mysteriously vanished on a flight between Paris and Los Angeles lawsuit filed. This week says American owes more than $65,000 for more than 400 cases of brandy. The suit says the 24 pallets containing 1,700 cases of cognac were loaded onto the flight last September, but more than six pallets, 420 cases, weren't on the plane when it landed. Bacardi says it doesn't know if the liquor was lost or stolen, but that American Airlines definitely definitely has not paid the bill for that alcohol. Um obviously the you know the the most uh sensible thing here would be there was a fudging of the numbers and 420 cases of the cognac did not make it on the flight to begin with
1: was mm-hmm. rick flair on this flight but holy cow if rick flair was on this flight i know where how, two of them went
0: right how much cognac can you drink in a flight from paris to los angeles oh that's a lot that's a long flight that's a long flight but 420 cases Uh, i don't think so i I don't think there's any way that much alcohol could be consumed without people landing on you know landing in los angeles and every one of the passengers just puking their guts out when they got
1: there our poll question on youtube today has been if you dropped your phone into a potty would you retrieve it or replace it as of right now over 70 percent of people are saying retrieve it yes i want to see if that number changes after i tell this story it's just an old crapper tank people <laughs> oh.
2: Oh, God. Oh,
1: God. Oh. this woman was only described as a woman in her 40s but she was hiking uh, in the olympic national forest this was tuesday in washington state and on the side of, uh, of the trail, there was a very convenient porta potty which she decided to use. Now, if you don't know this, I did not know this. When you build one of those that's a permanent structure like this, you dig the the, the tank like five feet down. That becomes very relevant to the story in just a moment. The woman dropped her phone into the hole. And as opposed to just tapping out because she couldn't reach it, that's 100% the right call. Yeah, that's a leave it. She fashioned a a pulley system out of her dog's leash. (laughs) Well, as you can expect, the pulley system did not work, and... Kicking wings! Stop
2: it! Somebody help it! Yeah.
0: She went in after it.
1: She wound up in the tank. Well, she tried to get out for about thirty minutes, and then she had to use the phone that she had retrieved to call authorities to get her out of it. Oh no. I for me, this is the end. Okay? The, the life it, 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 it has thrown me the the forever unclean curveball ball that I cannot get past. If I had to utter the phrase, Ugh. I need you to come get me from not in a porta potty, inside a porta potty, and as Joe Dirt so eloquently said, I got the poo on me. I'm out. I'm out. Just uh, th- the life is over. It's, it's it's all over here. I'm done. I I, I can't
0: go on anymore. My question is, how big was this porta potty? she got inside of it
1: oh once you take the seat and all those things off it's it's pretty sizable but Mm. oh no no fox and i have been laughing about this story all day long see if
0: you the way you put it in the youtube stream in the in the poll question was if you dropped it in the toity uh would you get it well yeah i mean if i'm dropping it in my home toilet Yeah, I'm probably gonna fish it out and, you know, put it in the thing of rice or whatever to try to get the water out of it. If
1: that skews the pole. It does. Now now hold on. I wasn't asking would you save it out of a porta potty? If you're one of those people, you scare the absolute hell out of me. Because if you're somebody that would go in after that, we can't be friends. No, that We can't be friends because there is a chance that one day a bug is going to land on my face and you're going to touch my face to get that bug and then I'm going to have to kill you when I find out that you did this before you touched so my just face. Forever unclean. Forever unclean. This is forever unclean. Ugh. Ugh. No way. How do you come back from that? And the name's gonna come out. I'm just telling you. Before it's all said and done, we're gonna find out who this woman was. Oh,
0: I, I that phone will live there forever. Forever.
1: Now. i You know what? It got if stolen. If you told me I had to recover that phone or never have another one, I will never carry another cell phone for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I would be perfectly fine with it
0: there is not enough money in the world i would i said yesterday on this show that i would stand in the middle of the ring and take a just a free shot from mike tyson for a million dollars i would not go into a porta potty for i mean at least three million and you got stuck in it i mean i am cheap
1: that's i feel like no matter what you do you could be the greatest humanitarian in the history of time and when you die and they write your obituary the second line is got stuck in the poo hole that's Mm -mm. that just the way it is not happening
0: not happening and then you put yourself in a position to get stuck in there Uh. what is it with you and gross weird
1: stories this week like this is the fourth poo story you've told no it's not It's the second bodily function story I've told in two days. It's not intentional. It's just, you know, it's side of the times. There's something about the moon cycle. Maybe they're all Pisces. I don't know. It's just it's what made its way to my desk. Good night.
0: All right, so NCAA college football, there is apparently a rule change coming regarding targeting.
1: What are they going to do? So they have changed the rule to where – If you commit a targeting penalty in the second half, you are not automatically suspended for the next game. There will be an independent panel that comes along and deems whether the ejection was correct. Mm -hmm. And if it lived up to you needing to be suspended for for another game. And that's, uh, you know what, that's a step in the right direction. Progress, yeah. But you're still not even close to far enough. You're not the, the, these, the sheer fact that there is no delineation of malice is insane to me. Right. I mean, look at it. I'm sure you've seen the video by
0: now. Even Jeremy has probably seen the video of the, uh, uh, the, the Juco baseball game where the kid, the kid hits a home run off of the opposing pitcher. And as he's rounding third base, the pitcher just goes from a dead sprint from the mound and, targets the kid i mean he took him out and i'm surprised that it took three days for the news to come out that they had kicked him off the baseball
1: team i wouldn't have let that kid get in a shower i am fully of the belief that baseball could spice their game up of okay from now on when the the home run hitting player Mm -hmm. rounds third Mm -hmm. the pitcher has to attempt to tackle them before they get to home plate and if he does he's out that i would watch no that i would watch stop. all the other runs still count but that run doesn't count but it that one the run plate. yep
0: that one run gets that negated. i would watch
1: that i would watch
0: can i have blockers do i get blockers nope. do i get guys from the bullpen to get to come out and block for me
1: nope this is just did your pitcher play safety in high school and what do they know about angles <laughs> how good at geometry were you right that's that's, that's awful
0: it's so awful that you, that you think that would spice up the game. I oh, mean, it, it would make it any worse. I, I mean, it would spice up the game a little bit, but that's never going to happen. I mean, the,
1: the well, targeting is not. It's baseball.
0: The the targeting thing has been a problem in college football for a few years now, and it and every year we go through this, of it gets worse and worse and worse. I mean, what well, we did like three shows la- this past football season at the beginning of the year about. Was this one good? Was this one not good? Who was right? Who was wrong? Well, and what it all was he comes supposed to, to do?
1: That, that's, exactly. that's where there is a huge, I, I mean, I, I have lost count of how many times, well, the helmet grazed the helmet. That's not the that, That's not the intent of this rule. And, and obviously, officials are going to call this this way, so the NCAA needs to step up and actually legislate this. I mean, look, I understand you're scared of being sued and player safety, and I, I get all that you cannot just keep kicking this down the road and when i saw the story that they had dealt with it i believe was the way it was phrased mm-hmm. that's not dealing with it all right you have fixed one th- this is a th- the first stage of a four stage process that comes with undoing this absolutely ridiculously legislated rule the kid that just comes in head hunting with it, showing the crown of his helmet okay that kid, hey, you miss a game, kick him out of the game, In, But this, oh, they grazed helmets or the face mask hits the face mask as you're going by and that kid gets it. That's stupid. And I can't remember what it was now. There was a, a player last year that got kicked out of his last college game because of a call like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just more of the NCAA. Well, see, we did this. Yep. You got 10%. Yeah, you did it wrong. You this went, was a whole pie far. that we asked you to eat, and you took one little sliver of it and went, nope, can't do it anymore.
0: Well, it's good to see that the NCAA apparently is uh, taking a step in the right process or, or in the right direction. The The problem that I have with this is that it just adds another, adds more questions. It adds another, I, gu- I guess, avenue of bureaucracy
1: to have to go through. And the, and, and the NCAA has got enough of that. I'm fine with it being through an independent panel. I, I'm I have no problem with that. They also dealt with the fake or the uh, faking injuries. faking injuries. Like in the, like in the Tennessee game,
0: Tennessee and the i always Miss. said
1: there is a very easy way to eradicate this. And I don't know why it's so hard for people to figure out. You go down with an injury, you're done for the quarter. We got to make sure mm-hmm. we do it with concussions we we can pull you out of line at any time and say, yeah, we think Okay. You go down holding the body parts, you're out for a quarter. Wow. Second time you do it, you're out for a half. Yeah. Do it a third time, you're done for the game. Ta-da! <laughs> Fixed it. Man.
0: That seems so unnecessary, but you do have so many guys that will just I mean I mean, how many times do you see the highlights or the TikToks of of dudes coming off the field and then you see like the coaches go get down get down so we get a free timeout. yeah you try to bend the rules like that and,
1: and eventually you're gonna and, have to pay the price there are a lot of times that that's how just think about the wedge block in the nfl so you can't run the wedge anymore well the reason is because teams took advantage of that forever and it led to a ton of problems so what did they do they resolved it but only for defensive players I'm good with that
0: rule, but only for defensive players. Like if a quarterback goes down
1: I got on a fourth-quarter
0: drive or, or or something because he's
1: got a, I don't know, a stinger. He gets the wind knocked the, out. Well, of there's him. a way around that. You burn a timeout. Same way it is now. Mm-hmm. You burn a timeout, and that doesn't happen. And offensive players, you wouldn't do that anyway. doesn't make any sense. Right. Because the clock's going to run, so you would do – you would it would make more logical sense for you to just run up spike it and then deal with the injury mm-hmm. this is a defensive problem right
0: like i said i just want to see in a close game some guy get the wind knocked out of him and then go oh no he can't come back in this quarter well wait a minute i just need to catch my breath i don't need to be out for an entire quarter because i got hit a little too hard
1: uh we got two of these Huckleberry. first one's from rob johnson he said all of his uh pff simulations seem to have jameson williams going to my jets I'm not averse to that. I think it's more likely to just trade out of 10. I've said I, that I have been specifically told that they come away from the strap with Ike McQuanu and Jermaine Johnson. I Now I'm starting to doubt that intel solely because I'm not sure Jermaine Johnson's going to be there at 10. You may have to take him at four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one.
3: I'm your huckleberry.
1: It's from Bo Walker. Said full contact baseball. I'm so in. Me too. That's, that's a way to actually get me to watch it the savannah bananas are putting people on stilts to make them the tallest pitcher ever and sadly enough that's way more intriguing than anything that has happened in the major league baseball season oh yeah it's and all the name all, me the biggest story of major league baseball so far this year the biggest story since the season started god i don't i don't know there you go i mean
0: i guess it's been clayton kershaw getting pulled out of the seventh inning when he had a perfect game working that would have been my answer yeah I think that's the biggest story. However, I think this should be the biggest story. Today it was reported that they have now changed the uh, committee rules for the Hall of Fame. And, yes, it all goes to that effort by Major League Baseball and all of the uh, the stuff shirts trying to keep Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and others in the steroid era out of Major League Baseball. So remember when I told you that it wasn't that big of a deal that uh, Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa, all those guys didn't get into the Hall of Fame this past year and they exhausted their eligibility because now the Veterans Committees take over and the the, uh, Contemporary Era Committee is going to meet in December and they could vote these guys in. Well, guess what? They changed the rule today. Who's shocked? They changed the rule that now not only – do you have to uh, go through this committee process? And yes, the committee does meet in December, but now you have to be 16 years removed from your retirement to be considered by the committee. So this removes the possibility that these steroid era guys are going to get in from the contemporary committee this December because they're at the 15-year mark. And here's my question. Every baseball fan cares. All Just of, because uh, all you don't care, them. no, the guy you who really the guy f- who judges baseball
1: on. Let me ask my wife, who's never watched a baseball I, game, uh, on whether or not she could name a player. Uh, I did the same thing with the NFL. She got to about two hundred. So because she you, watches you, you, football, <laughs> not as much as you would think. <laughs> Average fan can name five thousand football players. Uh-huh. Uh, lucky if you get to three baseball players. Yeah, no, they have uh, they have put their thumb on the scale again uh against the steroid I, I just era dumbfounded guys by you care 16 years after they played you still care if they get in absolutely H- why uh, because you're gonna go visit it mm-hmm. the hall of fame thing is just laughably stupid to me like comically stupid and that's a heck of a segue because that's my mad today in the final segment of you're, of this here show
0: you're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville if cleanliness is next to godliness look around the car right now is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455 3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch.
3: I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
0: Dirty Perky Shark of flat! I'm as mad as hell, and
1: I'm not gonna take this anymore! Perky Shark of Bad Flack, important syllable! Let the hate flow through you. If you've listened to this show for any period of time, you know that one of my favorite pastimes is to make fun of America's pastime, mm-hmm. the sport that spends more time worrying about players that I hadn't played in half of my lifetime than they do about developing actual modern stars. So I'll forgive you if you don't know who Charlie Blackman is. He's an outfielder for the Rockies. Uh, He just signed a a new endorsement deal and good for him. I never fault a man his money. The problem is who he signed it with. It's Maxim bet. So now you have an active player who is sponsored by a casino now, in the deal, he's not allowed to talk about betting on baseball, which makes this absolutely mind-bogglingly stupid to me because if you don't bet on baseball, you probably don't know who Charlie Blackman is. But you allowed him to sign the deal, and it's all fine because now Major League Baseball is is we are progressing into understanding that the gambling is part of the game. There's one huge problem with that. You've kept out the greatest hitter in the history of your sport because he bet on the game. I understand there's a difference in actively betting on your team and being endorsed by a casino. I get that. There's also a huge problem with the perception of that. Now you're okay that some middling outfielder for a team that nobody cares about because of the money, because you need the money, because you've done such a bad job of actually endorsing your stars that nobody knows who they are. And so you allow this to happen, and this is one of the biggest stories of your season. Good job, baseball. Yep. Continue to prove me right on a daily basis. I'm mad. Oh uh,
0: man, Pete Rose. There's there's still no excuse for that. There's st- there has not been an excuse for that for years. And in that's my opinion, the,
1: that's the reason I asked. Why do you care about these other guys? Your Hall of Fame makes absolutely no sense when your leading hitters not in your Hall of Fame mm-hmm. completely invalidates it. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when you do things like this. Oh, and put advertisements for casinos in the outfield. Oh, it's different because
0: he's not enshrined oh. in the. Li- it, there's an entire section of Cooperstown devoted to Pete Rose, as well. There should be, and he's not enshrined because he doesn't have the plaque. God, you've got to you've you've got to change that. the The Hall of Fame. That's the thing about the Hall of Fame, though. I just can't wait. I just can't wait until we have the era where all of us, all of us of of my age get the power and then we'll put all of these guys in the hall of fame we got more picks coming up for tonight it's time to put five on it jeremy green
1: perfect here last night as well i'm almost back to level after some some bad nights i got three picks in the nba 50 on all of them first over two sixteen between the Phoenix Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans. If you think this game is going to stay even vaguely competitive, this will go over. Phoenix plays faster with campaign and without Devin Booker. I got fifty on it. Over two sixteen. Next, I got fifty on it. Bulls money line plus one twenty five. I think they went out right tonight against Milwaukee, who's figuring out how to play without Chris Middleton. Injuries new. They'll figure it out over the course of the game. But I got fifty on it. Bulls money line. Finally, I got fifty on the Miami Heat. Minus one and a half at the Atlanta Hawks. I get that Atlanta's better at home. I don't care. They're not better than Miami. I don't care if you play it in Atlanta, Miami, or on the moon. I got 50 on at heat, minus one and a half.
0: Take those wagers to BetUs.com. Get that 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in, up to $2,500. Best of luck to you tonight. Three games in the NBA. We will have all your draft preparation coming up next week right here on ESPN Asheville right here at 3 on Monday.